In Tune with Naledi Maleo on SAFM. So it is in tune. I'm Naledi, and I'm joined now in our Cape Town studios by Griselda Hruetboom, a human trafficking activist and the author of Exit, uh, talking to us about how to stay safe during the festive season. Griselda, good afternoon. Thank you so much for giving us your time. Good afternoon. Thank you for having me on the show. That's such a radio voice. Oh, my gosh. Yes. We could do like a co-presentation, you know? Yes. <laughs> That's you, when you guys wake me up and not stopping. You're just like, hey. Yeah, no, no, no. You've got, you've got, the, you've got the husk. I like it. It's fun. Thank you. Listen, you know, I, I, I was saying to, to Stanza, my producer, that do we want to sit and ask you to, to, to tell your story? And I thought... You know, also, I, I, I imagine that when you've told it so many times, you, you, you relive the experience over and over again, and that can get exhausting. Yes. Is, that, is, that, is that what it is? Exactly. I ask myself all the time before and after I walk in or out wherever in the bathroom and saying, it doesn't get any better. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't get better because you know, you, you relive stuff that that that's been happening in your life for more than twelve years, and not just twelve years itself, but every single minute of those twelve years. Yeah, in a day, in the twenty-four hours, in the hours. So there was stuff that you forgot, but then, um, it's yeah. I don't know. It doesn't get any better, but you know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I did say to your producer that, yeah, is she going to ask me a lot of stuff? (laughs) No, you see, because I I wanted to say, let's talk about the, that that, that young people need to feel like they they can protect themselves this December. But just quickly, right, and um, your experience as an 18-year-old was Mm. living on the streets with a friend called Leah. Yeah. And 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 then just I mean and we can do it as briefly as possible just so our listeners know what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, well, me and Leah we were friends uh, um, on the streets and and we had to survive through it. Um, and then, you know, on the streets was 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 a survival mode of of who you were, what you were, and you're always high on glue or tennis or or um, you know drugs that we, if we had money to buy it. Um, and it was as safe as it for us because we had a culture around it, which is the gangsterism thingy and, and staying under the bridge. Now and then we'd get an opportunity to take a bath in the shelter or, um, you know, all of those things. Mm. But then we had a friend from the outside world, you know, where she came in now and then. Um, and, and, and came to us under the bridge and smoke with us or hang with us. Mm. And, that for her, she came to join us so she can get access to the drugs that we had. So we would buy and keep and she would tell us she's coming at what time. And that's where she started the friendship with me and, and Leah. Um, but Leah used to be in the shelter Muslim. I used to be on the streets. And this friend used to come on a regular basis and hang out with us and smoke there when she's done, then she'll do her life. Um, you know, go and hang go out with her friends, and clubbing and stuff yeah. like that. But she became very close. I mean, with us in our culture back then, it was like, you know, sit around a bonfire, we're smoking and getting high, keeping warm. Um, and that was us. So we're sharing stories, we're sharing stuff, we're sharing dreams. So that's how loyalty of friendship grew. Mm. Um, then she left. And when she left and she went to Johannesburg, um, you know, she was like, this is where you can get hold of me when you ever feel like you need to change your areas and stuff like that. And, and the friendship was deep because, ugh, man... 
when you get high, you share all those times. Yeah. And when I did take that opportunity from by, by reaching out to her and saying, listen, can I come to Joburg because I lost Leah. Um, Leah was gang raped on Lion's Head um, and stoned to death. And mm. she was found by the other street kids. And, and when that kind of thing happens on the streets with us, it's like, look, we're not safe anymore. Mm. It's time to move. And when that happened, that's where things were like, okay, really kicking in for me to say I need to change. And, and I put my life in her hands when she was in Joburg. So it was like, okay, if you can get there, then it's cool. Then I'll hook you up with a place to say I'll hook you up with a job and, and exciting. And I thought, no, she's a perfect person that I can go through and go and see. And that's what I did. Mm. Uh, got some money. Uh, took the train. The train took like, geez, two days. Wait, wait, yeah. <laughs> Man, I had a, I had a six pack of black label, a couple of joints because that's how you need to stay awake as a female, and then that's what we learned as street kids. Mm. The higher you are, the the the, the you know the, you stay awake. You don't get jacked. You get don't get raped. You, you know you look like a tomboy, and and that's what it was for the past two days and a half. Got there, park station, um, waited for a while. She knew what I was dressed in. Um, and she came and she picked me up. I um, automatically picked up the vibe of, ooh, you know, she is not the girl that I remember. And I was like, look, who are you to beg? You know, <laughs> in another town. So let's just keep the mind safe. Keep yourself safe. You trust her. She knows you. And that's it. Yeah. Um, and then she took me to Yeovil, got to Yeovil, beautiful fresh place like the studio right now wooden floors <laughs> um because you know with us our senses were all about in the streets and the mm. street smells like <laughs> yeah so you walk in a place it smells good freshness you're like yes change <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um and the excitement was not like that yeah. um i passed out and she said she was going to get me food and that was the last time i saw her and i think in my passing out the first thing i felt was a kick in my stomach, a punch in my face, and just, yeah, a lot of hands just all over me. And when that happened, I, in my mind, I thought the house was getting robbed. Um, like, I was really confused. Yeah. <laughs> Am I in the wrong house? And I just started closing my eyes because I'm getting undressed. I'm getting a punch. I'm being tied up. And my eyes are being covered with duct tape, the sound of duct tape. And at some point, I was, like, really hoping, you know, saying, wait, why? And why are you not here? What's happening? And I just decided to just get out of it. Um, and the first injection they gave behind my, my, my kneecaps of, of to, to numb my knees mm. and the ecstasy down my throat was... That's when I just, you know, my mind left the body. Oh. And then, yeah, that's when the men started coming in for two weeks um, in time because I started to count body sense of smells. This is morning time. This is afternoon time. So oh. you could think two or three um, in the morning or midday, one or two. But from the evening, it goes on until the following morning. And that's oh. how it went on for the times that I was counting. Um, every I mean, I mean, every third or fourth client, they just stuff your body up with drugs all over again. Mm. Um, so you do what they want you to do. Griselda, you wrote this book, right? Yes. Exit. Yes. And and you've survived all of that. And I need to commend you for doing that. Not only just surviving, but also coming out and constantly speaking about it and reliving it over and over and over again. But when when we say to, to young women... Um, Watch your drinks at that club. Yes. 
when we say to young women, make sure you have transport that takes you back home, mm-hmm. I think that we, we're not driving the message, and this is something that we need to really look at. We're not driving the message home that is, as a woman, you are so vulnerable. Very. I mean, you know, I, I, I was going through the program with, with, with the healthcare as for the past two, two months with girls around the country, conversations yeah. on HIV. And we had young girls in different districts, you know, and just like really stepping up to them and letting them know. I know the peer pressure when you step in the club and you only have 50 bucks. Yeah. Um, and you were invited by a friend and you got that guy going on and he's there. And you know what I'm saying? So yeah. there is spending the money issue in a tavern and hoping that by 12 we'll be in a car going to town mm. with whoever, so whoever. That moment, one yeah, of that moment, Sissy, you, 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 you're already labeled, Uguti, look out for her, she's new. Mm. And you are there on an innocent batter of saying, I'm having fun because of the stories you heard from your friend last week. Mm. And, but your umnand is not going to happen the same way it happened for them. Because they had their program sorted out. She's going to drive with her boyfriend and a boyfriend's friend and two other friends and you the new girl. Mm-hmm. And you don't know what's planned for you. Yeah. Watch your drinks at 21, 22, 23, 24, 25 years old. Watch your drinks. Buy your own drinks if you need to drink. You really don't need to start drinking couple eight and by 10 you don't know who you are. Mm. Because somebody is going to spike your drink. A barman can spike your drink in a high class Cubana. Yeah. He is paid a thousand rent that I want you to spike her drink. She's new. She's a virgin. I heard from the grapevine. You know, so watch. I, yeah. um, we're not saying that don't go out and have fun, but I I always tell young young girls right now where I'm at just to enjoy sex or enjoy date. It's an issue. Mm. You can have it in your way, your safe, fun way, and you're so much cuter <laughs> when you play hard to get. <laughs> Guys will tell you like you all done but he's saying that because he's chasing you, yeah. and that's like the most sexiest thing as a woman could get. You know, you, you I don't know. We, somehow, when we think of this, we we think this not, but this happened to Griselda. It happened to that woman. It won't. Why would it happen to me? Sure. And and if we actually think back, right? And it, you don't have to be very old. You could be really just thirty years old, yes. going back to your younger days when mm-hmm. you were really partying and all of that if you go back and you really think about it there's a memory of some girl being spiked mm-hmm. we all have it mm-hmm. whether it was your best friend or a girl in the room who was being dragged out of the club and you couldn't understand how one person could possibly be that drunk think about it it's real and it's and and we've all seen it somewhere somehow yes. so um, yeah, what is it that you want us to really take home from your story over and over and over again? That you that you that you that you insist on doing this work. I think, you know, I'm alive because a lot of girls that I was working with are not alive today. Mm. I'm alive because I'm supposed to be making a noise in front of a club and saying, how can you let an 18-year-old, under 18-year-old, let go into that club? Um, And I'm letting young girls know that, look, 
pressure in in the suburbs in the high level but please you want to live longer to have fun yes. and for you to live longer to have fun have principles for your safety for your life you know it's hard i know believe you me i've been saying to the girls that you complaining staying in a township and you still have a door to walk through yes. tina we were locked up in rooms for days and that's why the book is called Exit. And we yeah. would not be able to walk out. So I understand your problems, your vulnerability, your poverty pressure, hearing noises. But you have the opportunity to, to take your time to get it right. Because mm. where I'm at right now, I'm still trying to get it right. I have to watch, you know, wake up in the morning and say, oh, my bed is not wet mm. at my age. Mm. But your body is pure. You can enjoy it the way you should enjoy it and the way you want to enjoy it in a safe way, in a pleasurable yeah. way. Yeah. So, Griselda, let's do this. I need to, I need to come back and talk about this book, right? And then we'll take calls 0891-104-207. In tune with Naledi Maleo on SAFM. Alright, again, the number to call 0891-104-207. Kifulu is on the line in Johannesburg. Kifulu, good afternoon. Hi, hi, hi. I'm oh, not make you feel make you feel Oh, no, I didn't see. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to have a, a little talking to with my producer. Make okay, okay, and that's fine. <laughs> but you know, you know, Naledi, it's, it's also about the boy child, you mm. know. Mm. Trafficking is also trafficking the boy child. And I think parents need to be very vigilant, mm. you know. I mean, my son left this morning to go to Sun City. By 11, he called me and said, Mommy, I'm in Sun City. Mm. And even Uber. You know, Uber has helped me a lot because Uber tells me where my children are, oh. you know. Yeah. So it's not just the boy child, the girl child. Even the boy child, parents, unfortunately, need to be very vigilant because, I don't know, there's just a wave of evilness. Yeah. You know, as I'm saying, as a parent... Every two hours, your child must tell you where is he mm. or where is she. Because if you are not that vigilant, these people don't care. Yeah. Oh, it's 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 scary, make you feel because it it's makes very you, scary. It's I mean, my son left this morning at seven. By eleven, he said, "Mommy, I'm already in Sun City." So parents need to also be vigilant. Mm. Even you know, I like Uber because. I know where is my child at every given time. Yeah. No, I hear you, Makefila. Thanks for calling. Um, yeah, Griselda, you see, and that's something we haven't touched on. Now, there are parents that are listening as well, and, you know, they, they, they say, but your story started with you in the streets. Where were your parents? What do you want parents to take from this discussion? I'd say parents, like, really, please, you need, you need to step up your game, you know. Um, the kids are so much into their phones and... and I mean, an under-18-year-old kid, why does he have privileges to to have a phone? And, and, and you've given him those privileges, so why don't you go to the same privileges and check the phone? Mm. Um, even us as grown women, we go on, on on dating sites and we find out the guy is not the guy. So imagine what your child is busy with. Yeah. Um, parents, we know you're tired, you're busy doing stuff, but it's your child. So your wake-up call, your life, your child, you need to step up and check that phone. Um, my phone is on, yeah, every two hours it needs to be checked. Mm. <laughs> um, so it, it, especially, especially, you know, this season, yeah, I really pray and hope that parents are going to be the nannies today. Yeah. 
Yeah, Griselda, thank you so much for speaking to us. Where do we get the book? The book, you will get it in an exclusive um, bookshops, mm-hmm. and it's 200 Rand, and it's out there. I hope it's out there, because a lot of people have been saying we can't get it. But you can, hey. No, but if you go, if usually if you go to a bookstore and you just order it, then yes. they can get it in for you. Yes, yeah. definitely. And you can, I think you can get it also online. Yeah. How was it writing the book? A healing process, a restoration process, an angry process, and a, I don't know. I stopped and then I began to stop. <laughs> <laughs> and, and your plan for next year? So what, what, what are you getting up to in 2017? Um, well, 2017 is looking very, very gracefully good. There's the French um, um, Book Festival. We'll be there um, um, working with Embrace Dignity, which is an, an organization where we help girls to exit from prostitution yeah. and also really trying to shut down that, hey, prostitution is not for the 16-year-old girl. So we are traveling quite a lot around the world next year. From the 29th, I'll be going to India for our global um, you know, legalization of not saying decriminal, but really ending prostitution. Yeah. And I'll be doing this with my mentor, Nozizra Rao. Outleach, the founder of Embrace Dignity, and I think half of the year I might be doing a lot, um, really deep uh, documentary of where I came from with a German um, production team that's going to be coming um, through because they've got my story and they want to award down there in German, so now they really want to do the real deal. Yeah. So we'll be spending like four or three months on the road where we're really going to go back to the places, and so it's another journey. Sure, all the best with that. <laughs> that's not going to much. be easy, but thank you so much for sharing your story with us. And I say this again over and over and over again because it's the wake-up call we, we all need, whether you're government or you're a parent yes. or that young woman, yes. we all need to hear it. Griselda, thank you so much. Have a blessed season. Thank you. You too, sister. Griselda Khutbom, human trafficking activist and author of Exit. Get your exclusive books. Get your hands on that book. What a phenomenal young woman.